forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. What sins have you committed? <laughs> well... Hey everyone, welcome to Forgive Me, Father, a podcast where we discuss how certain aspects of life and a walk with God go together or don't mesh so well. Through discussions of personal vices and victories, we hope to help you, the listener, understand others more and create conversations, no matter what you've experienced or believe. But yeah, so I usually either have like a White Claw or just like a whiskey and Coke. I wanted to do whiskey and Coke for a while, but then I realized that like the ice kind of clanks against mm. itself. So it was a little hard to like record and like lean to the left and just be like, <laughs> and then no, quietly move back over. Um, you should get with- like those, you should get those like silicone cups so then that the ice doesn't jangle. Oh, true. See, I wish you would have given me this advice before I started recording. So now I've just been doing like white claws, but the problem is because it's so carbonated is that I will like drink it. And then I have to like lean back all the way back here. Just so like, if I have to like burp a little bit, that it won't be picked up by the mic. (laughs) (laughs) It's an art form that I've worked hard to to master. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine the amount of dedication and practice that that takes. Oh, so many, so many run throughs. So many times I'll just like let the I'll let the guests speak and I just do my best to to take a sip and then you know prepare my line for the next question or the next mm. comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way that I handle things. It calms the nerves. A little yeah. uh little liquid courage. As they sh- as you should. As exactly. you should. <laughs> exactly. Cause I, I do not blame you. There are some times where I remember like, oh yeah, this is actually going to be available to the masses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I doubt millions of people will actually tune into this, like when it comes out. But the fact that like, there's the possibility that almost everybody who has a Spotify or an Apple account can actually go in and listen to this podcast. I'm like, oh yeah. The, the realization of like, this could blow up tomorrow. Yeah. Could. And, and what have I done? And millions of people will hear my voice and struggling to gather my thoughts is always yeah. terrifying. <laughs> it's but it's, great. So, it's authentic though. Like I think that everyone's podcast in the beginning starts off very raw and very authentic. And that's mm-hmm. what people want in podcasts. But like mm-hmm. later on when everyone blows up, then it's become so strict, so scripted and structured and there's no room for like creativity. That's when they lose them. So I think, you shouldn't worry. I feel like this is, even if it does blow up tomorrow, then everyone's going to be like, this is fire. I dig this so hard. So, <laughs> well, it'd be nice for everybody for it to blow up tomorrow before the second season really premieres. Cause that way we can, you know, have a good following. And that way, when they do hear me like burp or talk about the fact <laughs> that I have a drink on me, whenever we record, they're just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense now. Like it's all coming together. And they're just like, they're steadily, and loyally listening at that point. And so we yeah. don't lose anybody and like, oh, he drinks. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Who knows? With my yeah. track record of going viral on the internet, it could be, I could be your, the charm that makes the world go, hey, <laughs> she's over <laughs> here now. Hey, look, she's over here now. Just a bunch of like people at like the lunch table, like, hey, gang, <laughs> you remember this gal? She's on a podcast now. I Let's will all listen in. I will post about this on my TikTok promotion. That's all I care about. I remember, I remember you like start. I think you had worked maybe 
we had worked together for maybe a month and you went viral on a meme account that I follow on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Wait, there's no way. I don't know popular people. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember. So it was during quarantine that I went viral. So I didn't see anyone at work until I got back when mm -hmm. I, it was, and it was in like May and it went viral in like April and I got back in like May or June. And I remember you were the first person to bring it up and I walk into work and I'm like, Hey guys. And you're like, Oh, Hey, so I saw this video and I was like, <laughs> my face, I was like, what do you mean? And you were like, this girl, she made this really funny video about like British people. She looked mm -hmm. exactly like you. And I was like, oh, that's super weird. You know, I've been getting that a lot. I, It's not me, though. <laughs> and you go, are you sure it's not you, AJ? Because I think the girl's name is AJ as well. And I was like, that's so weird. Super weird. But it's not me. And you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Cause they usually like always give credit to the account. And so it was in like parenthesis when I was checking out the video, cause I thought it was hilarious and it looked a little familiar. And I was like, wait a minute, this kind of looks like my coworker. And I like went on the, I went on the Instagram page. I was like, wait up. Oh, Oh, <laughs> and it all just like started coming together. But I also really didn't know you at that point. So I was like, okay, no. do I just like, I like saved the video and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to casually bring this up. And then you I'm walked gonna... in the store and I was like, hey, you're popular and I know you. <laughs> yeah, I was so, I was so nervous because I was only working there for like three months and then quarantine hit and then no yeah. one saw me. And then I came back and everyone was like, what's up? And I'm like, uh, don't ask me questions. I wasn't prepared for this either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um. We knew your alter ego. Yeah, it's my my British, my British accent, my alter mm -hmm. ego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were just a barista by day and TikTok famous by night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Brits are still coming after me to this day. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think the whole country hates me now. Well, which they hate us too. So <laughs> I know. It's I think I just even. I fueled the revolutionary. Uh, drama so mm -hmm. that's my yeah point. the feelings mutual in the worst way possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly all the americans were backing me up in the comments they were like whatever you lost the war so shut right. up <laughs> are we really we're going to against y'all <laughs> yeah i was like are we really going back that far okay cool mm -hmm. gonna bring this up again oh my goodness all right guys welcome to this very random Maybe if you guys didn't have an idea, but we're going to do a little intermediate episode of Forgive Me Father, because in between seasons one and two, we've actually picked up a co-host, which is crazy. Me and this old co-worker, AJ Brannon, go ahead and say what's up. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's up? How's it going? Uh, we had talked back and forth about podcasts when we worked together at a coffee shop, uh, and we just kind of kept in touch. She has actually been doing all of the edits for each week. So every time on the Instagram and Facebook pages, when you see something go up, all that fancy artwork, I can't do that. Like I have zero skills with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so AJ has been really helping out. And in between seasons one and two, I've been thinking that it'd be really cool to have a co-host, uh, someone who can give different perspective uh, and someone who's probably a little more eloquent than me. <laughs> so aj is here to join me for season two which is going to be awesome i'm very excited very excited so what we're going to do today for for this intermediate episode 
We're going to just be talking about where AJ comes from, her background with religion and things like that. But also we're going to give you guys a preview of season two with the topics that we're going to talk about, some of the stuff that we liked about season one that we want to bring into season two. We're going to get AJ's very honest and raw thoughts on season (laughs) one because I very much I may have been a fool in season <laughs> one. <laughs> so AJ's here to to make it all better, to make it flow a little smoother and, you know, make sure I don't do all the editing every week. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, AJ, why don't you go ahead and give everybody just a little, little introduction to you because, you know, you're going to be the other voice on the other end every, oh every episode for season two now. No pressure. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> really appreciate that. John. Um, (laughs) Well, my name is AJ. Um, I'm 19 and I currently reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I work at a coffee shop, the one that I met John at still, uh, still there waiting for my promotion, honestly. Uh, And I'm currently going to college for digital marketing. And that's pretty much my life currently. But my background with religion is very, mm, it's a roller coaster to put it simply. Um, (laughs) I was raised Muslim, Mm -hmm. crazy enough. I was raised Muslim. I have two immigrant parents from Bosnia. And from as far back as I can remember, it just wasn't ever like sitting right with me. I would go to the mosque and I would, you know, read the Quran and do all that stuff, but it never, like, it didn't feel like it was for me. Uh, And I eventually stopped going, but my dad continued to instill Islam into my life as I grew up, despite not going to the mosque anymore. Uh, But the way he did it wasn't really the right way. He used religion mainly to instill fear and control, which ended up me going into high school and realizing I just, I hate religion because of him. Mm -hmm. And so I pushed it off for the majority of my life. I didn't want anything to do with religion. I refused to believe in anything. I refused to do my own research just because I didn't even want to deal with the trauma that was put upon me as a child. So I don't know anything. And uh, that's the reason why John <laughs> wants me to be on this podcast, because I grew up Muslim, which means that I know nothing about Christianity because of my dad not only did what he did with the Muslim aspects, but he also was like, Christians suck and like, don't even don't even look at the word Jesus. Like, don't even look Mm -hmm. at it. Like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea. And I'm now 19, almost 20 years old. And I have no knowledge and I want to have some knowledge about it. Um, (laughs) And that's pretty much that. And the only memory I have with Christianity is the, I I told John a little bit ago, I had a crush on a boy when I was about 15 (laughs) How it all starts. How it all started. The the only time I ever paid attention to Christianity. I had a crush on a boy when I was 15. His name was uh, <laughs> And he was a very, very Christian boy. And he clearly only liked Christian girls. So in my 15-year-old teenage girl brain, I was like, I need to become a Christian for him to like me. And the way I thought I needed to become a Christian was to buy a cross necklace. and go to a bible study one time and that was that's like all you all need really that that's was all, the all i needed to do. <laughs> and that's exactly what i did 
I bought a cross necklace off of Amazon and I wore it and I made sure he saw it next time he saw me in class. And then <laughs> I asked my one Christian friend if I could go to a Bible study with her. And I did. I had to lie to my parents. I was like, it's a book club. Kind of, I mean, technically, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I go to this Bible study. I have no idea what they're talking about, who these people are, what's happening, where are we in the timeline of this story and i just <laughs> sat there silently at 15 like what i don't yeah and then like the the leader of the bible study was like so what are your thoughts and i was like i have none i don't <laughs> just, have any I just wow wow and amen <laughs> that's basically what it was i was like i don't even know how to pray like i don't even know how, i don't even know Who's John? Who's Matthew? Who's I don't know these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did my best though. He never liked me back. So it was a failed attempt. But that was all I have. <laughs> <laughs> but you got your feet wet. I in did. The pool of Christianity. I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never celebrated Christmas. I've put up a tree and I've like gotten people presents, but I don't know the actual like religious aspect of Christmas mm-hmm. um so last year and the year before was basically we put up a tree and we got presents and it was like okay that's it and then Christmas morning was <laughs> Christmas morning was literally just like here's your stuff mm-hmm. and then we would open it and then we would go back like it would that just be it. another day that was it yeah yeah <laughs> that's so yeah. wild to me That's, and this is exactly why I wanted to have you on as a co-host moving forward is because I think so often through season one, I had to say, or I felt like I had to say, so for those who may not understand, can you explain such and such, you know, and the guest would very kindly and, you know, very patiently be able to explain uh, certain aspects that maybe not everybody is in tune to who's listening in. But with you, like, it actually comes from a really sincere spot of like, mm-hmm. oh, like, Matthew, who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was always scared because I was like, I feel like these are really dumb questions. Like, I should mm-hmm. know, right? And I, that's what was one of the things that I was nervous about going forward with this podcast because I was like, I'm going to say the dumbest questions ever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no dumb questions. No, I, I'm going to ask a dumb question. I know yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought God and Jesus was the same person for a small part of my life, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that it's they're the, they're not the same person. So <laughs> that's <just> yeah. <laughs> the small piece of my brain that's like, you know, nothing. Well, you know I nothing. mean, technically, you're kind of right, because a lot of Christians believe in the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, which is Father, God, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of them that actually would hold truth to that. They are the same person. It's just two different. Like, it's kind of like water being like ice and then liquid and then a gas. Mm. That's very, that's how it was explained to me when I was little. So that's how I understand the Trinity. Yeah. That's what I, um, that was one of the biggest things that like got me very confused to even start reading about Christianity was like, it's said the same book, but different people have different interpretations of what everything means, especially right. with like the denominations and stuff. You st- I still have no idea what's the difference between Catholics and Baptists yeah. and, you know, all the other ones that there are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's crazy because I grew up going to church 
I joined this church that was very heavily upon like, be ready to answer everybody, you know, throughout the Bible, second Timothy two twenty two talks about someone who is uh, readily able to, to, to handle the word of God, you know, in terms of like answering questions and uh, keeping conversation salty. That's actually in Colossians, that part. But so I did a ton of research. So when we think of even the, the breaking away from the Catholic church, like I could tell you, you know, everything that happened there with like Martin Luther. And I think it's the 95 theses that he had. And then also how Baptist churches were a huge jump away from the Catholic practices, like how you can think about how Baptist can sometimes be very liberal and how they think about salvation. Whereas Catholicism is often like, you have to do this thing. You have to go to confirmation. You have to be baptized. You have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like even communion is a huge step in terms of like being a full Christian. Whereas like some churches are like, Oh, you want to come out to this church? Oh, you want to fill out this piece of paper and become a member? Like, ah, there you are. And so it's so crazy to me that you have such a, a great fresh perspective of like, no, I don't know anything. Like I want, <laughs> I want to learn this stuff. Uh, and I think even you being able to ask that those questions are going to be huge because the more we go into certain topics with season two is that it's going to be, you know, we'll need you to have that, that balance of perspective for, for those who maybe know a ton about a subject, but also for those who don't know uh, much about a subject, especially how it pertains to Christianity and, and the Bible and church culture. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. Um, you're making me feel a lot better about asking questions now because I was like, <laughs> he's going to look at me and he's going to be like, are you seriously asking me that right now? But I don't think you are. <laughs> no, not at all. I think what I imagine is that like you think about anything that you may be skilled in and somebody else doesn't really know anything about like, so for soccer, for example, like whenever I used to go play pickup games, I'd always invite a friend because, you know, we're buddies and he doesn't know much about soccer. Like he probably grew up playing football or he grew up playing mm. basketball, you know, all these hand sports. And so we get on the field to play like four on four, five on five, even full field soccer. And he's like, throwing his legs around like he has like he just got them attached you know swinging <laughs> at the ball and like falling all over himself and stuff like that and it's easy for me to be like dude it's not that hard like plant your foot use the inside of the foot for a pass use the laces for a shot like it's just you know because it's so natural yeah and what I imagine is that like oh I just have that you know you kind of have to have the patience of you have to take time to say like oh this is how you pass this is how you do this and like explain soccer things or even like working at a coffee shop like you know what goes into a latte you know what goes into a flat white you know what goes into mm -hmm. frappuccinos but then you have this uh karen who comes up and she's like well i won't blah 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 and you're like no that's actually not how this works at all you know and a lot of times we can get frustrated with them but like it is a certain level of like ignorance but most karens don't want to learn so that's where it's different, where it's like you want to learn versus them. They're just like, just do it and charge me one dollar for it all. Actually, give me a dollar. That's actually, almost Karen. No, actually, <laughs> like, give me my money back and also give me three extra drinks on the side. Just like, go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Pay me for my time here, but also <laughs> make all of my drinks. <laughs> and I won't tip you mm -hmm. at all. Wow. Yeah, man, I do not miss that side of life. I think my favorite part is when people come up and order a cappuccino and they don't know that cappuccinos are mostly foam and they hand it back and they're like, why is it so light? There's no yeah. coffee in here. And I'm like, oh, okay. You have no idea what's, what you just got. 
cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, do you remember the, so when we, when we worked at the same location, do you remember, or did you ever have to make the drink for that guy who wanted a cappuccino, but he only wanted foam? It was I like tried. <laughs> two Splendas, the shots of espresso, and then literally take a spoon and scoop the foam. And it has to be all the way to the brim. And, and for the listeners who don't know, he would lift the cup. And if it was not literally like picking up two pieces of paper, he would say, no good. He'd put it back down, step back and wait for you to remake it. We had to use two to three separate steaming pitchers of milk to get the amount of foam that he wants. And to answer your question, no, I never made it. Every time the sticker came out, I looked at the nearest person and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not making this someone else. Here you go. Not doing it. And it was always the same guy. Yeah, always. And he, and to make it even crazy, to paint a fuller picture for everyone who's listening to him. And I guess in general, but there's a difference in like wet foam versus dry foam. Yeah. And he would not take any wet foam. Like if you put the, if you took the foam and you like slap it in the cup and there was like any runoff of foam, he'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's too heavy. Like, <laughs> like Our, the foam was too heavy. And I just, I, don't understand. I was so frustrated. Yeah, no, it was the funniest thing because I'm just sitting here looking at him like you, this, our espresso machines are uh, old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as dry as you want this to be, it's not going to happen. And it yeah. like took th- like almost three tries every yeah. single time for him to be like, it's good now. And I'm like, you make me want to rip my hair out, sir, but it's fine. But yeah, I imagine it's like that, like learning <laughs> Christianity is the same thing as, as a Karen or that guy, you know, wanting to yeah. understand a cappuccino when they literally have no knowledge. And we're like, listen, let me sit. That is down. how I feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not going to be a jerk and be like, ah, take it back. I don't know what this is. I'm going to yeah. be like, what is, what is this? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, what's a cappuccino? How about you ask that before you order it? <laughs> right ask questions people you may think you're being annoying to the cashier but just ask questions it saves a lot of face yes yeah it keeps people from talking about you back in the break room (laughs) 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 but that's that's crazy that going back to what you had said about your father really not wanting you to have anything to do with christians was there anything that he had specifically against christianity or is it just like the stigma of christians it was so it was the pride mainly like, you know how it's, it was, it's like the same with like Christians and, and Jewish people and Buddhists. And like, if they have like their religious pride, they hate anyone who is not what they are. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that's where it came from. He was basically like, no, Christians are stupid because mm-hmm. Islam is the real thing mm-hmm. and they're dumb. And because we lived in the South, he was like uh, surrounded yeah. by church. And so he was just mad all the time because of it. Cause he was just like, this is all dumb. I just like yeah. Christians are whatever the same way that everybody else does for everybody else. Um, yeah. but because I was raised by him, he was like, don't even, he would ask me what, what religions my friends are. And if I said they were a Christian, he wouldn't let me be their friend. And wow, he okay. would like, yeah, he would like go. Sometimes he would drive me to school. I remember this. He he drove me to school one morning, and he saw this girl wearing a hijab walking into school. She goes, "You should be her friend," and I'm like, wow, "I okay. don't know her. I don't yeah. know her." <laughs> and he was like, "She's Muslim, so you sh- you guys 
automatically have yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna go do that, dude. Um, but that's <laughs> like she's not even a student. From. She's walking to she's walking to work. She's 30 years old. <laughs> she's the nurse. I'm not gonna go be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, he the the worst part of it all was that he wouldn't let me read the Quran because he knew that everything that he was telling me wasn't true. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So he would like, tell me all of like, he would, the only time he would ever bring up religion and God would be if I was doing something wrong and he would be like, mm-hmm. well, now you're going to hell see on judgment day and like do things like that, like to scare the crap out of me Yeah. Um, to listening to him, but never, ever, ever preached the good things about the religion or any religion. Like he would just, everything that he would bring up, it would be bad things. So then I ended up, you know, I was like 15, 16, 17. I was like, this is whatever, obviously no good things about religion. And I don't want to deal with it. So no, thank you. Um, and I'm trying to reverse that Mm -hmm. in my brain of like reteaching myself that not all, like not everything about any religion is just all bad. Um, which is why, that's the goal for this podcast for me at least um Mm -hmm. because i don't like the way he taught me like how religion should be i don't think it should be a bad thing yeah no i agree i think i'm still trying to figure out where i stand in terms of wanting a relationship with god and you know obviously having a ton of knowledge and uh exploring different perspectives with this podcast is incredible but it's just funny how you know you took what your father had said, you know, obviously he was like only, only, you know, what is it? Uh, he was talking about like all the negative aspects of like, Oh, if you do this then you're going to hell, you mm-hmm. know, whereas for me, it wasn't necessarily the negative aspects of Christianity that pushed me away. It was the, what I perceived to be the hollow aspects of Christianity it was like the, what I felt was like insincere or even sometimes mm. manipulative stuff that pushed me away. And it's just funny yeah. how like, we all go through different things that can push us away from religion, but I think it's a huge sign of maturity for anybody, you know, not just you and I, but to continue to want to explore and be open to the idea of religion, uh, not just Christianity, but just in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's going to be great having your side of things coming into season two. So why don't we just jump into a little bit about uh, what season two is going to, what's season, what's going to happen? What's going to go gonna- down? <laughs> what's good with the what's good with the season two all right so we're gonna go ahead and just uh actually you know what before we even do that aj give me your honest thoughts about season one and then what you're most looking forward to in season two Oh, well, okay. I know you're probably expecting me to like totally chew you out right now and be like, well, this sucked and this actually- rip me apart, vote me no, off the I'm island. Not- <laughs> No, I'm the I'm new host now. <laughs> actually, it's the AJ show. Hello, welcome, guys. Um, no, I actually don't have very many like bad things to say. It was very impressive for a first podcast in a first season of a first podcast. Like I was so blown away just by listening to the first episode. Like when you texted me and you were like, Hey, I have a podcast. Can you go check it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. I played the first episode and I was like, yo, wait, this actually ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) And each episode did get like you improved, you know, every time, little by Mm -hmm. little. 
And I think when you came to me after season one and told me you're like concerned about a different perspective, that was the only thing that I had in mind was that sometimes I would be lost Mm-hmm. in like what was going on and like what y'all were talking about i was like i don't really know where we're at right now <laughs> I don't really get hold up who <laughs> go can, take it back and then like sometimes i had to like google search like the what y'all were talking about and like yeah, read yeah, a yeah. brief synopsis so that's the only thing but then here we are mm-hmm. i'm most looking forward to not only answering my own questions but also being the person that like that could have been me listening on season one mm-hmm. could now have me be their question asker in season two um maybe we should do like a Q&A episode I just thought about <laughs> oh that'd be awesome we should definitely do a Q&A do episode for people listening and have any questions about previous episodes or something but yeah that's basically what I'm mainly looking forward to is gaining more knowledge and possibly being helpful to someone listening as I was in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you're, like I've said before, your perspective is going to be super helpful because like I said, with my knowledge, like the knowledge that I've just acquired over being in that intense church culture, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to be like, Oh yes, this is simple. You know, kind of going back to that <laughs> soccer thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> And then I'm just like spot off like a bunch of Christian stuff, which like probably makes me sound more arrogant than anything. So maybe I should just dial it back in general for season <laughs> two. If you if you start doing that, I'm gonna just be like, I'm gonna raise my hand, be like, uh, hi, what are you saying right now? Yeah. Take, well, hope rewind, <laughs> rewind. Well, so for those listening, AJ and I are actually talking over Zoom right now. Uh, Cause we had to go back and forth about when we were going to record this episode, but hopefully mm-hmm. when we actually do episodes themselves, we will be in the same room in the confession booth being able to do this. So if you ever hear like a real quick, like slap sound, that's probably going to be her telling me to shut up. So she can <laughs> ask like a question that like really helps like simplify things when I try to go too deep. So I do, I do do that sometimes. That. <laughs> I do do that sometimes with friends. I like, I just smack them, do a little smack on the arm. Like, hello, wait, hold on. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to probably have that happen to you. You just like hear like a pop sound and then like our censoring of a word, just like pop, beep, and then just like moving forward. And you like asking a question. You're like, so for me, uh, can you please explain this? Yeah. And just like you hear like faint gasps, like, 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 like the wincing sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hit that hard. Well, I'm preparing for the worst now. Okay, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So looking forward to season two. AJ, what are you most looking forward to? We have a a quick list of guests mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners. We have been talking to people uh, about topics, and we've kind of put everything out there about who would be interested in season two and the topics that they'd want to discuss. So we have a, a short list of, of possible episodes. They've confirmed wanting to be on. Uh, so we're just going to give you guys a quick appetizer. So AJ, what are you, what are some, some topics or some thoughts that you have that you're excited about? The ones that I was um, talking or the ones that I was thinking about the most was the guy that is going to come on, hopefully talking about healthy doubting mm-hmm. because I, that was also one of the, a big thing that I was thinking about. I'm like, if I look into the Bible. Am I going to have to like go in full send blind? Like, yeah, everything is true. And Mm -hmm. where is the line of like, 
what can I question? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to listen to that if he comes on. And I have many questions for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, also friendships outside of the church. I think that's mm-hmm. Alan. Um, I, I, I don't know the, obviously the intense church nature, like how, you know, but um, mm-hmm. I want to know how difficult it is to possibly separate like your church life with your, you know, outside the church life, because I'm doing that as we speak. I'm talking like I'm on this podcast talking about Christianity and my roommate in the other room is like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So <laughs> Dude, I we don't know have her you... support. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> That's just her own thing. But yeah, no, like yeah, trying yeah. to balance out the friendships and stuff, you know, in church and outside of church mm-hmm. and how that works. But those two um, very like are big things that I thought about. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to hear what they have to say. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So Alan was someone who was supposed to be on season one and then things just got crazy with his schedule, with my schedule, and we were never really able to put an episode together. So I think it'll be great having your questions come along with Mm -hmm. his perspective. Uh, He's a buddy who has visited me recently. Uh, We both were safe COVID wise. And so he came down for a little bit. So I'm really excited to have him on uh, because we both come from that same church culture where things can be a little intense when it comes to the guidelines or the unspoken rules of, of how many friends you're allowed to have outside the church or the, the level at which you hang out. So I think he's going to provide some really mm-hmm. good outside perspective uh, and it's going to be great for that. And then, yeah, the one with doubt, I think that's really good because I think people have a perspective that faith has to be you know, blind. And I think faith in Hebrews 11 is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And that's true, but I've never been of the, I've never been of the persuasion that it has to be 100% faith, 100% of the time, or you're not a good follower of God. I don't think that's mm-hmm. true. Cause I think healthy skepticism is what keeps us wanting to learn and wanting to grow. And there's a ton of scriptures that talk about just persevering through, you know, faithless times. You look at different characters in the Old Testament, and a lot of them were faithless. And then God said, you know what, boy, shut up. And then God did something. And they, because they voiced their faithlessness, their faith was made stronger, and God used them in powerful ways. Um, But even for those that are like me who had expressed a lack of faith and then left uh, a church culture. That's okay too, because you, in one direction, you have your faith secured and it grows at the other end. You realize like, Oh, like I've just been believing without a real cause. And I've just been kind of not as authentic as I want to be in my relationship with God. And you can make a decision from there. So neither one is the wrong answer uh, when it comes Mm -hmm. to growing as a person. And I think, the, the guests that we'll have on for that will have a lot of great insight because him and I were also really good friends uh, within that church culture as well. Yes. I'm so excited for that one. Oh, and different points of view of God. Yeah. That one. Oh, I'm ready for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a, a really good one. That's, that's my roommate uh, for listeners who uh, maybe know me a little more personally. I have a roommate down here and her and I always get into really good conversations about God 
But a point where we differ is that she has a different viewpoint of God, where mine is very black and white, can be a little intense. Hers is very much like, you know, the Bible, it says this, but maybe it's guidelines. And my immediate thought is like, no, that no, no, like this is 100%, you know, like, obviously there's certain stuff that says like, it'd be better, better for you to gouge your eyes out than to see something unholy. Like, I don't think that's, I don't go to that level of literalness, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the church culture that I grew up in was very much like, this is, this is black and white, you know, sin is sin. The wages of sin is death, Romans six. Uh, but she's kind of like, yeah, I just think that's more of like a, a warning or a helpful hint to, you know, deter you back on the right path. And I'm like, ah, so having her perspective is going to be really cool too to, to see that. Yeah. Cause that's another thing I've always thought about is like, where's the line of what's okay and what's not okay. And mm-hmm. like with different, like, um, doesn't it say something about body modifications? Yeah. Old about, Testament. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, don't change the way God made you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, where is that? I like what tattoos and piercings, but what if I need to get LASIK to yeah. see, or yeah. I have appendicitis and I need to get my appendix taken out. Is that not okay? Like, I don't know if I'm yeah, thinking yeah. too <laughs> logically about this, but like, I'm oh, like sure. where's the, where's the line here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's the people that use the old Testament scripture that talk about piercings and tattoos. Uh, if you look in I believe it's Leviticus. If you look in that book, it also talks about not wearing cotton. So modern America, <laughs> oof. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is I'm like, where? Hold on. Are we yeah. just picking out the which ones we want? Because mm-hmm. isn't there probably isn't there a place that says you can't wear denim either? Oh, uh, probably. It's it's I, usually all in the Old Testament when it talks about like what not to yeah. wear. Yeah. That is hilarious because there's still people to this day they're wearing their jeans and they're like why do you have a piercing that's not how god made you and i just want to look at them and i'm like yeah well you look at like some like fundamental churches and they wear like really long jean skirts and then they're like oh you have tattoos you're going to hell you know and i'm like excuse me yeah uh, what is your cardigan made out of yeah <laughs> oh 100 percent cotton fun cool mm. let me know I'll how that see goes you, you in hell i'll meet you there i'll save you a seat i'll ask (laughs) satan if i can wait for you to show up and we'll just ride down together and i'll just have this really smug look on my face (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so one a couple of the ones that i'm really excited to talk about uh one of them is toxic masculinity that is a very American Christianity topic that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, this guy who we're hoping to have on to talk about this was actually my mentor. Uh, and so being a man in leadership, not just in a church culture, but in general, I think there's a very unspoken stigma of like how you have to present yourself. You know, you have to be very gung ho and manly and, you know, almost like 1950s values of, of what it takes to be a man. Uh, but this guy was the most kind-hearted, gentle-spoken, goofy. The dude is tatted and has piercings, and he's ripped out of his mind. But like, <laughs> there is no semblance of any toxic masculinity, uh, and that's actually why I learned the most from him when I was in the church culture. Uh, so having him on to talk about like what is toxic masculinity, how can we avoid toxic masculinity within the church culture, um, I think is going to be a huge 
huge help, not just to those who are looking to understand uh, different aspects of church intellectually, but also like, how can we present ourselves if you're in a church culture in a way that is inviting, even on a subconscious level, because toxic masculinity comes out in ways that maybe we don't always consciously express, but it can push people away uh, when they pick up on those, those vibes and those cues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not a man, so I don't know much about toxic masculinity in the church. <laughs> so I will, I'm very excited for that one, just to hear two dudes talk it out. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, and you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to provide a lot of different perspective on that too, not just as someone who isn't familiar with church culture, but also someone who, you know, doesn't have to deal with the pressures of masculinity. Yeah. How how long was he your mentor for? He was my mentor, let's see, around three years, uh, he was my mentor. And then when I went back to school, uh, he had stayed in kind of the young adult group. And I went back to hanging out with like the campus group, just because that's where I was more towards, you know, the, the, the young adult group was probably 40 minutes away. So that's quite a commute. Hmm. Um, so I just had, I kind of like, had an accountability partner in my roommate, but I was constantly going back to this guy for advice because he was uh, just someone I really looked up to. He was very much someone that I considered an older brother. Uh, and I felt really comfortable talking to him about stuff, like even stuff in the church that I wasn't necessarily comfortable talking to other leaders about. It was just the, this level of like, I know that I'm secure in what I tell him. Like he's not going to go tell some other leader and be like, Hey, did you hear the sin that John has? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but he also always made me feel believed in and not like very much like you just got to grit your teeth and be a man and overcome this sin. He was like, no, let's actually talk about this. Like, yeah. How does this make you feel? Like if you want to cry about, you know, how this thing went, that's totally okay. I'll cry with you. And it was just a very welcoming uh, perspective on what it means to be a man of God and not feeling like I had to be a toxic man of God. Mm. That's very, that's very lovely of him. <laughs> Wish there were more of you guys <laughs> in the world. Um, and then let's see, we'll kind of just go through a little bit of this. Uh, I'm hoping to get a certain married couple that was, we were in the, we were in the church culture together. We hadn't spoken in years, but we reconnected. Uh, but they are, they now consider themselves atheist or more leaning towards that of more leaning towards atheism than agnostic. Uh, so we're hoping to get their perspective of just like what their, what their venture was going from people who were very devout in Christianity, you know, what kind of triggered these thoughts of doubts, uh, mm -hmm. and what has, and even their perspective now on, you know, what exists out there in the, in the world. And of course, just like last season, being able to ask advice for uh, for people who maybe are having thoughts of atheism who are in the church or, you know, just people who are outside the church, how can we better understand and ask questions in a loving way to, to, you know, bridge this gap of understanding? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I am very interested in seeing how the process of how they got to where they are now, mm -hmm. because I don't know if you've ever heard of this little short film called The Atheist Delusion. Mm -mm, I haven't. Oh, wow. It is. I'm going to ask them if they've seen that um, mm -hmm. just because I saw it the other day. And it's basically this man who's like a devout Christian 
talking to different atheists and like debunking the whole thing and like by the end of it they all became a christian i don't know if it's like true i don't know if it's like yeah yeah yeah. it just seemed to me when i first watched it i was like this just seems like a man going up to random people on the street just like Mm -hmm. being like you're wrong and here's why (laughs) you want to know why because something can't come from nothing and the big bang can't come from nothing that was god and stuff like that and i was like what where where is this coming from and um (laughs) i it seeing how there's atheists going into christianity i want to see how it's like the reverse process of that like how does it go how do you go from being so devout and so dedicated to christ and then being like absolutely not so yeah yeah absolutely i imagine it's like how a lot of people joke about you know like i'm losing my faith in humanity like it's just interesting because i think like you can lose your faith in humanity because just people kind of suck in general because people are imperfect. So people are always mm-hmm. going to suck. People are always going to make you happy. People are always going to make you sad. That's just the human condition. But for God, who is supposed to be this all knowing, all powerful and all good being someone that you're supposed to always be able to put your trust into. It's interesting from my perspective to see like how I lost that, uh, that perspective and that love and that, that kind of gratitude for him. Uh, but for me, I still believe that there is some power out there. Like I'll never, I'm not never, but I won't say that it's God or the Christian God or the the Jewish God. I think there is some higher power out there, mm-hmm. but to jump from a Christian God who you devoutly profess to other people, but also like connect with in your own personal time to now like, oh, there's nothing whatsoever. I'm, I'm really interested in, in understanding that and uh, just getting to know their, their side a little bit more. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, for everyone who's ever considered that those thoughts mm-hmm. yeah i agree let's see who else we got here we have uh oh we have a, a friend of mine that's going to talk about toxic positivity oh yeah like the god's got a plan for you and everything yeah just like every every uh quote that's sewn into <laughs> a throw pillow that your grandma had <laughs> when you go visit her on the holidays you go to the hallmark yeah. store <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause I remember that was always a really big issue with me and it kind of made me mad at Christianity as a whole, because I think really? kind of like, yeah, I think for people who have toxic positivity, it kind of becomes this like mask or blanket statement of being able to say like, Oh, there's no problem at all. Mm. Like, of course there's a problem. Like there's racial inequality right now. There's people dying of hunger there's suffering even on a personal level you think of mental illness and you know battles with depression and body image and stuff that we've discussed in season one and stuff that we'll continue to discuss in season two like these are very real things but for christians who are just like oh just pray about it god's got it god's in control like it's it's kind of it's almost dismissive at a certain Mm -hmm. point because it's like okay then i just pretend like i don't have a problem then yeah Uh, and this person is an incredibly positive person, but she's also very real in the fact that she's able to understand other people's sorrow and she's able to meet those feelings and those thoughts in a way that that is able to point people to God, but not in a way that dismisses the negative thoughts and feelings altogether. And I think that's what's really important when you look for someone who is trying to connect uh, as a Christian to other people. Yeah. Every time growing up, someone would say that to me, like, oh, just like God's got you. Like, 
just believe in him and everything's going to be fine. I would also get like pretty annoyed simply because it, the first thing that would think that I would think in my head would be like, oh, how lovely it would be to be you, that you are just mm-hmm. so okay in your little comfort bubble that you don't have to face any of this, that you could, you could easily just be like, oh, God's got it. It's fine. I Some people don't have the luxury of just being yeah. like, okay, God's got it. I'm gonna let it go. Like it's, yeah. especially when it comes to like racial inequality, a black person yes. cannot just say, yeah, God's got me. They have to, they can't do that. They literally can't do that. Um, yeah. and that was what always annoyed me is that I'm like, you, your privilege is showing that you could just simply just hide in your little bubble and be like, I got it. God's got me, got my back. It's fine. I'm like, no, not everyone can do that. Sorry. So saying yeah. that to me is just invalidating yeah the things that I'm going through and I always hated it yeah for sure sure and I think yeah and when people say that God's got it it's almost never haughty or arrogant but the problem is is that people say it in a way that's dismissive uh and despite the good intention execution is everything and once again the point of this podcast is to better understand how if you're trying to be positive if you're trying to be faithful that episode is going to be really helpful to help us understand how to be faithful and positive in a way that's not dismissive. Yeah. Because a lot of people do care. They do want to be like, Oh, God's got you, but it's important to understand how to go about that and mm-hmm. not just saying, you know, God's got you. And then, you know, <laughs> making it seem like, Oh, you don't have to deal with racial inequality or like racial, yeah. you know, inequality is, isn't a thing right now. You, just cause God's got it. You know, like yeah. there is, there is, steps that we have to take to understand people and to, to empathize with others and still, you know, continue to have that, that, that positivity that is healthy and not toxic. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to have another friend on who, excuse me, who is part of the LGBTQ plus community who was also grown, who grew up in a church and we're going to be able to understand her perspective of what it meant to grow up in a very, um, let's say, heavy church culture that does say that LGBTQ plus people are going to hell. And so her being able to come out on her own terms, what does she identify with now? And once again, kind of like Nathaniel did last season, is being able to understand if you're a Christian, how can you continue to love people with God's love, even if they don't identify sexually in a way that you want them to identify or the way that you would perceive the Bible to, to identify of what is correct or what is godly. And I think having another perspective on that is going to be uh, really helpful. And while I'm thinking about it, it's not just one person that we're going to be uh, talking to, but it's two, because we have one friend who is transgender, who is also going to be on talking about their perspective and their process and their perspective of how Christians had treated him throughout, you know, his life. Yeah. That is one thing that I will try my best to like, not get very heated over just because Mm -hmm. I, is I, I, I've heard that the term homosexuality wasn't even part of the Bible in the beginning until in recent times and it was a mistranslation and I don't know if that's true or not 
But at the end of the day, it still doesn't say anywhere that that's wrong. And I think it's just like a modern day thing that they've just been like, well, it said Adam and Eve. So that has to be the only way. So gay Mm -hmm. people and trans people, no, thank you. You're wrong. But if God is all knowing, all loving and all forgiving, then where is the problem? Yeah. And that's one thing that I never understood is that I'm like, you're preaching about God as an all knowing and all loving person who is full of mercy, but his own followers are not following that. And I, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I was just like, what is happening here? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the funniest thing about all of that is that I have recently learned that the modern day depiction of Jesus was actually popularized by Leonardo da Vinci because he portrayed Jesus in his paintings as his um, gay lover at the time. So if y'all, if you didn't know, the modern day depiction of Jesus that we know of now is literally modeled after an Italian gay man. So interesting. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think about that, but I'm just like, funny. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't take much to think about the fact that Jesus isn't white. Yeah. And then when you look at the history of the church, and how it goes from Jesus's time to the first century church, second century church, up until when it becomes controlled by the Romans. And then everything that happens from the fallout of that, all the translations and the rewriting, it's going to be interesting to continually learn about that topic, but also learn from other perspectives of those that have been condemned by Christianity for so long. And I think it's going to be really cool to hear uh, different stories about that. Uh, and then lastly, uh, just a little, little selfish plug is that I'm actually going to be the guest of an episode. Oh yes. Uh, I was, I was hoping you were going to bring this up. <laughs> in season two, I'm going to be a guest and we're going to have a returning season one guest co-host with AJ to interview me uh, about what it means to grow up fatherless and the idea of God being a holy father and the effect that it has on someone who, uh, you know, when people say God is your father, that hard reflection of what that actually means to somebody mm-hmm. who, who doesn't have a father or has negative emotions and sometimes trauma tied with a father. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear that from you too, because I grew up not with a cool dad. So I Mm. want to know how you (laughs) got through that. Um, I'm just mainly nervous because I'm going to be taking the throne for that one. You are. I'm John now. (laughs) (laughs) You truly will be the captain in that episode. I will. Uh, Where's my duel to the death to to (laughs) reclaim that title. Yeah, exactly. The season finale will be on YouTube. It's just us fighting. It's like, there's like, uh, you know, when you have like the like the pool noodles or whatever, and you're like on like two stands, and you have to knock the other person off. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, I think it should be, we should find a pool, put like a piece of wood on like across from it. And we have to bounce mm-hmm. while hitting each other with pool noodles. And whoever knocks the other person in the pool is declared the winner. It's if you, if our listeners have ever seen Star Wars episode three, it's that fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan that's going to be the final yes. episode of our season. That's what it's going to be for <laughs> sure. I am looking forward to it. May the best man win, and it's going to be me probably. 
Probably. <laughs> I cannot say how skilled I am with a pulled noodle. How tall are you again? Uh, <laughs> tall enough. <laughs> That's, if I got uh, you, if I got you on height, then I got you with everything else. I'm not even worried. I don't know. We'll see. Low center <laughs> of gravity. Uh, I played soccer for 18 years. So you boys got two tree trunks connected to him. They're going to be rooted. That's cool. The fight. Yeah. I'm a woman with anger issues. I think I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't stand a chance. All right. You heard it here first. This will be my last season. Uh, if you need me, I'll be floating face up in a pool. Uh, <laughs> in defeat from here on out. Yes. Looking forward to season three, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for being able to listen to this episode, this intermediate episode. We're really excited for what season two is going to bring for us. Uh, and just a little little selfish plug again for AJ. Oh boy. Uh, she's coming in here hot with her own social media outlets. Obviously, she's going to have some reins when it comes to the Forgive Me Father Instagram, the Forgive Me Father Facebook, and even we're going to be able to edit and talk about these different episodes together. Uh, and she's going to have some creative input as well with what we do with our episodes. We had talked about a Q&A. And I think that would some be, be something that'd be really cool uh, for a podcast as well. But in the meantime, AJ, if people want to contact you either with ideas for their podcast or questions that they've always had, uh, if they don't know a ton about Christianity, uh, where's, where's some places where they could find you? Well, um, definitely not on TikTok. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can find me. I mainly use email and Instagram. I'm not on Facebook that much and I'm not on Twitter that much. Um, but in my Instagram is at A-J-L-A Brannon, B-R-A-N-N-A-N. And my email is ajbrannon01 at gmail.com. You can contact me there if you want to. Let me know what the dealio is. And uh, I'm just I'm just ready to pump out this fire content right now. Like, I'm just so excited. <laughs> Fuego. This Whatever Fuego the word content. for fire is in French. We're going to do uh, all of it. I don't know. I took French for three years and I don't know. Le fire? Le, for sure. <laughs> I think you're right there. You're I good. think I hit the nail on the head. <laughs> you did. Uh, but as always, if you guys have any questions for me and now AJ, uh, always hit up the Forgive Me Father Instagram, the Forgive Me Father Facebook. We will both be on there. Uh, really looking forward to season two. If you guys have any questions or comments for us, we are more than happy to answer those, but stay tuned. Season two is going to be great. And uh, we appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Thank you for uh, in inviting me for this uh, wonderful journey. Um, hope I make you proud. Yeah, you're locked in now. We'll <laughs> see you guys in. at Mordor. <laughs> We're on the way. <laughs> We're on the way. Awesome. All right, guys, take care. And we'll see you soon in season two. We shall see you soon.